Zach, can we please have a word prompt? Uh, roller coaster. Perfect. <laughs> I know I just said. Here we go. Three, two, one. I remember uh, one time I traveled all the way to Ohio to go to a specific amusement park that I'm blanking on the name of to go on one single ride. And we got like two people before joining the ride and it rained and we couldn't go on it. Oh, that sucks. We traveled all the way there for one specific ride and got so close and then didn't get to ride any of the rides. Hold on one second. Hey, welcome to the Overtalking Podcast with your hosts, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. Hi, CJ. This is the show where we talk over TV shows and movies that chosen by our guests. And this week we watched Fear. Rawr. Uh, But to be clear, this is date movie month. So our guest didn't choose it. His wife did. That's right. Kind of a, kind of a twist. But we got to circle back to that. How long were you waiting in line for that roller coaster? Oh, for a solid half hour, maybe longer. Where It had started drizzling already, so we were like already a little wet and cold. And the whole ride is just, it goes up and over and then down. It's just supposed to be super fast, and that's why it's like a very popular. And we were literally like about to get on the ride, and they shut everything down for the weather. What? Where was this? And so you you drove all this way just to do that quick little ride? Yeah, it, it was. It wasn't like just me driving. <laughs> I was with a bunch of, bunch of friends, but yeah, I forget the. I'm blanking on the name of the music park. It's a. Uh, it's in Ohio. It's a pretty Sear big point. One. Yeah, I think it's probably that one. Okay. Yeah, and it cool. was one one single ride, and then so we had to spend the rest of the afternoon just like wandering around the park in the rain. <laughs> that is a long way to go. Yeah. I think it was like a day trip too. Like we woke up, drove out there to go there and then maybe went home. I don't know. Back when we were young and would do those types of things. It sucks. The only ride you got to go on was the car ride. <laughs> That's right. It That's did that. suck. It's nothing. Remember going places? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I guess for you, maybe not. Maybe not so much. <laughs> Ouch. Gee. Uh, let's bring our guest on. Okay. 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 Uh, we have returning guests this week, Zach from the Have Two Podcast. Welcome back, Zach. Hi, buddy. What up, guys? How's it going? It's going okay. How you two doing? Not too bad. Surviving. You guys like roller coasters? Like, oh, I love them. Yes. Yeah. Do Ew. you? You don't? No. I mean, Why not? Ma- like as a kid, sure. But now I'm I'm an adult human being, and I don't want to uh, take any chances with my life and be that story that appears once every year of someone flying out of a seat. <laughs> Do we think it's once a year? I feel like it's even less than that. No, I, I, it's got to be an annual occurrence. Come on, there's a couple of people <laughs> flying out of that thing. I mean, they're at least losing cell phones regularly, but human bodies are going flying annually. Did you watch too much of Final Destination 3? Is that yeah, what, of, uh, of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all of, where it stems from, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're fun. I get maybe maybe this is a new thing with you being a father and all. You have a different perspective on life. No, Your life I've, is worth more now. Yeah. No, I've been no. a psychopath for a very long time. Like maybe at 15, I was going on all of those stupid Six Flags roller coasters and kind of liking them, but also feeling like I was going to slip out the whole time. What's that wood one? Not American Eagle, the other like shittier one. I thought that was the shitty one. No, there's another no. wood one Viper? where it's just like, yes. Yeah, yeah it just has like the bar. It's like a metal yeah. bar on your crotch. Yeah. How is that supposed to just hold you in? This thing is going like a million miles an hour. That is not I don't safe. Know. And half of these are like literally painful to endure. Yeah, you're just, yeah. <laughs> it's just shaking you the entire time, just right. so rattly. My testicles are inside <laughs> me. It, it's all the worst. It truly is a zero out of 10 experience. If you go on roller coasters, you suck. So you two, <laughs> you suck. 
what was Coming that? Hot. There was uh, speaking of testicles going inside you. There was that one ride where you literally stood up and just had to have like a crotch thing. Yeah, that's keep the one you I was in place. Of. Yeah, that the one iron, is just Iron Wolf. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that was awful. A crotch thing. Yeah, it, it was just like because you were just standing up, so they had to have something that like just like cupped your bottom for you, <laughs> but that also made it very uncomfortable. It was it was a it was like a banana bike seat with <laughs> with like an upward uh, acceleration for when it locks into place. Yeah, it's the worst. It, it was it, awful. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I hate all rides. Like those giant swings, they make me want to yak. I'm not going in teacups. Like anything from the tiniest child's ride to adult roller coasters, zero out of 10 experiences through and through. Yeah, it's it's been a while since I've gone on a roller coaster. I definitely remember the last time either being pretty sick or like nearly blacking out at certain points too. I don't know like what's going on with my blood pressure, but at some points I was like, oh, I'm starting to see spots. This is probably not good. God. Um, I, I really like watching those like uh, viral videos online of those people. I don't know what this ride is called, nor have I ever been around one in person, but it's like a bungee shoot yeah. where it's like a, a cage. A slingshot. Oh, yeah. A slingshot, right? And two people sit in it. And usually the viral videos are of two people sitting in, in the ride. One is really enjoying themselves screaming and another person is just like passing out over and over and kind of coming through and like remembering where they are screaming and then passing out again. Yeah. Those are some really great videos. <laughs> they really are. That's going to be me the next time I go on one of the rides. Yeah. You want to get that checked out. Yikes. That is hilarious to put yourself in their shoes of like they're waking up and enduring the thing that makes oh, I'm still on it over and over again. It is horrifying. That's I mean, a like, nightmare. Yeah. they probably know where they're at for a single second. So they have to wake up. There's yeah. a couple of seconds to figure I'm out like, where, where they are. <laughs> then they remember and then they're immediately passed out again. Oh, God. Yeah. What, what an awful, awful experience for them, but hilarious to watch. Well, you know who had a pretty good experience on a roller coaster? Oh, God. The, the main <laughs> girl from this movie. Uh, we're going to talk about probably that and more coming up on the Overtalking Podcast. Perfect segue. Nice. But what an <laughs> awful scene. Yeah. <laughs> This is all about David. Something wrong with But your problem with David, not mine. He's not a good guy. Well, this is gonna stop. Tell me you need me. I need you, David. Nicole! Relax, Steve. We're friends. We're practically family. Disappear from my family's life. You got that? Guess who? Should have allowed nature to take its course. In the end, it will anyway. So let me know! Steve! And we're back on the Overtalking Podcast, joined once again by returning guest Zach. And we're talking about. The date movie? Fear? Yeah. Question Horrible mark. choice. Sorry, you guys. Well, I mean, to be fair, this is better than some of the other things that you were considering, right? Well, I wasn't considering anything. I, well, I sort of true. swayed into this. So, I, you know, I, I don't know if you should, uh, if you're going to be thanking me or maybe the other uh, options were better. This one is uh, pretty excruciating in many ways. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess before we get to it, we, we should circle back to the fact that your wife picked this one out. Yes. Which is a little twist we're doing this month. Uh, and, and actually, I think we have a, a voicemail from her. I'm, I'm assuming it's from her. We, no one calls us ever. <laughs> we're so, lonely. Yeah. I'm assuming that blinking light is here. Let's um, hopefully she can clue us in on why maybe she, she chose this for us. Let's see. Hi, Ken and CJ. This is Zach's wife calling. 
I uh, just wanted to very quickly speak about why it is that I picked Fear as your movie for the week. Um, it's actually in direct response to the movie you did a little while ago called About Time. It's actually a complete antithesis to it, mainly because that movie gives me actual panic attacks. Um, I just don't love time travel personally. But you know what doesn't give you panic attacks is Mark Wahlberg fingering Reese Witherspoon <laughs> in a roller coaster. So please enjoy that. Um, just one other follow-up is you have never asked me to be on your podcast, so that is very insulting. I literally speak to people for a living, so it'd be kind of cute if you invited me. Um, but regardless, um, the only other thing that I need to say is just a quick shout-out to Danny from that Murderer podcast. Um, go fuck yourself. Bye. <laughs> wow. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Um, let's start at the ending and work backwards, I guess. So yeah, Danny from the double murder podcast, uh, famously, uh, a couple of years ago at this point, uh, hi, I, I think hijacked is probably the right word. Yeah. Uh, an episode that Zach was on and just literally showed up and, uh, mid record. Yeah. Probably scarred Zach for, for life. I'm guessing if, if, or can we, do we, can we say her name? They just beep it out. Whatever. Give, yeah, give okay. CJ some editing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, that Zach's wife even knows about it is maybe an indicator that it was uh, more more scarring than that. Uh, it was traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm, apologies. I'm uh, I'm still dealing with the uh, diarrhea repercussions of that event, and that's been a couple of years. So uh, yeah, still dealing with that hardcore. Uh, and and really, I don't blame him. I blame you two. You set me up yeah, for you should. For real no, you should. It's it's, <laughs> it's our, our fault. It's our fault. We're definitely worse friends uh, in general. Uh, again, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think as listeners know, we don't treat our guests very well. <laughs> so, which is also why I don't think uh, I wouldn't have figured to ask your lovely wife to come on the show because if we just assume people aren't interested. Well, you heard it straight from the source. Uh, she actually takes great offense that you didn't, you don't and didn't invite her on for this particular film of choice. She, she has some other winners in mind uh, and, and she would be very happy to come on. Or actually, maybe not anymore because you've never actually invited her. So maybe she'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe she won't do it. Okay. So, so honestly, I thought, I mean, cause we, we've known each other for a while and I listened to your podcast and I, I thought she didn't want to come on podcasts or, or was, was that a thing? I mean, you don't, we don't even mention her name. So <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, that's it's, it's just weird. why we hadn't considered it. It is kind of weird. Uh, there was a stint with my old show where she started co-hosting and then we got into a vicious fight on a recording session. Oh. Never released that program, but uh, it, <laughs> it definitely scarred her from wanting to do podcasts ever again. But when your show started and you were watching movies and stuff and I kind of like rekindled our romance, she was like, why, why I would love to do that. Like, why would they oh. not ever invite me? And you know what? You just ne have never invited well, okay, so that clearly just a misunderstanding. She just doesn't want to do podcasts with you. That's, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. What it is. She doesn't okay. want to get into a, a public, uh, you know, marital fight uh, on a recorded <laughs> session. Okay, well, I, I mean, we love your wife, uh, and uh, we will we'll definitely have to have her on. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, and then I guess working even farther back, uh, Reese Witherspoon got fingered on a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sorry so, to uh, Ken's parents who listen to this program uh, <laughs> for the amount of times we are going to utilize the term fingering in this. Uh, uh, maybe we should give a, a fuller context of of what the movie's about. Um, Zach, we're we're going to put thirty seconds on the clock for you to describe for someone who's never heard or seen a fear 
what it is all about. Ready, go. Uh, I'm not going to take 30 seconds. It's a high schooler, Reese Witherspoon, meets bad boy, uh, Mark Wahlberg, who seems like a real genuine lovely soul and turns out to be a complete psychopath who tries murdering her and her family and decapitates a dog. Spoiler alert. Yeah, still got yeah. 10 seconds, but 10 that's seconds. good enough. I yeah. would like to preface this podcast by saying that Mark Wahlberg is a racist piece of shit, and I do not support him nor any of his films, and I'm sorry to do this on your program publicly. And time. Don't don't apologize. I'm, I agree with you. <laughs> he doesn't seem like a great guy. No. Uh, no. Terrible I mean, human this movie being. is probably made for him because he is such a horrible person, but... Yeah. Uh, don't think he had to really, you know, dig deep to get a lot of the, the emotions he showed during this movie. Yes. You know, he's notorious for, for beating up uh, uh, two Vietnamese men when he was, I think, 17 years old. Oh, right, and an article, right. I, and, and we don't have to get deep into this because he's a terrible person. It's been covered plenty everywhere. But mm. I had missed an article that came out last year where he said that he was high on PCP when yeah. he, he made that racist, uh, violent attack. And I didn't know that. It makes it 0% better, but right. it uh, changes the story quite a bit because I didn't know that he was, uh, you know, into PCP taken. Yep. Also, when he was 15, he threw rocks and chased uh, black kids who were like 9 or 10, uh, yeah, shouting he's a- at them. Real, real bad oh. person. So I'm sorry to even utter his name on this program or have to talk about him heavily. Yeah, uh, but at not the same great. time, we're going to have to. Uh, <laughs> so I'm glad, I'm glad at least we prefaced it that. Yeah, uh, we're aware. <laughs> and yes, uh, not not great. But at the same time, it just kind of adds a whole new level to this movie, uh, where mm-hmm. he is like just the worst boyfriend you could want for your daughter. Just a terrible human being. Just an all around creep. Uh, psychopath and murderer. Yes, yes, and it's interesting. My wife, uh, she grew up on Lifetime films. It's weird because, like, I don't think her mom or anyone in her family watched them or watches them. So she stumbled upon this like subsect of movies. And I don't know how deep you guys have gotten into Lifetime movies in your day, but there were some real bangers in there. And uh, <laughs> for some so. reason, she's like obsessed with them those types of movies and it sort of continued to expand into like hollywood movies that that kind of hit that path right so i think this counts as one of them i don't know if you've ever seen mother may sleep with danger or reviving ophelia those are some lifetime ass movies and they're very similar to this and for some reason my wife is obsessed with that thing she likes like when there is a stalker obsessive boyfriend in the mix I don't, it's not a kink of hers, but let's just say she gets super into it when it's in a movie and that is the sole focus. And she watched this obsessively as a teen and it's real creepy. I don't know why she likes it so much, <laughs> but we ended up purchasing it on Amazon Prime for $13.99 and now we own this. Oh, and, wow. Uh, you it's bought it. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. I uh, <laughs> am not proud of the fact that we own this movie now. Wow. So interesting. I mean, obviously she's probably in a, a larger group of people who uh, feel the same way about these kind of movies. Cause lifetime is a thing. Uh, <laughs> but I, I guess my question is why is this a date movie? Yeah, it's definitely not, you know, it starts off slightly <laughs> romantic. You're kind of feeling it. And then right, it's just right. 0% a date movie. So apologies for that. My, my <laughs> wife was uh, and sorry to keep saying my wife. She doesn't want her name on the show, but it's going to be a bore at my wife situation. My wife. <laughs> she actually, picked a couple of other movies and i even passed it along to you one of them was called something borrowed which i also don't know if that can be considered a date movie i've also never seen it so i can't speak uh, personally but there's a lot of cheating involved in that one so i, I don't know oh. if that would be a, a date movie but it, i think it just popped up on hbo and she 
has never mentioned it to me in our existence, but told me that she loves it and is obsessed with it and has seen it a hundred times. So I told you guys we were going to do that. That's like some Kate Hudson, John Krasinski, weird movie from 2011 that I don't think anyone has ever seen. And I just pushed so hard on her to not make us watch that, (laughs) that uh, I kind of like, you know, figured that this was the next best call because she is obsessed with it. And she would watch this at any point of the year, including Valentine's Day, February month. So it is a true date night movie for her. Dang. I wonder if it's, it's kind of one of those things where like, like scary movies are kind of good date movies, right? Because you you like the thrill, and then you're you're holding each other tight for because you're scared. There you but, go. Uh, That's a better reason. Yeah, personally, I would. Yeah, I would hate watching this <laughs> on a date. I guess it could be kind of like a relief that whoever you're with is not as bad as Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Setting the bar real low, right? So it's just like, oh, I appreciate you more because you're not the worst. <laughs> is that is that something? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe that's that, it. That that kind of just sums up society's expectations of men in general, that we have such a low bar to be decent human beings and can't even do that. Ugh. It does have a really lovely scene on a roller coaster, though, so it is romantic <laughs> in a sense. You would call yeah, that scene romantic, deep, huh? Let's go let's dive deeper on that roller coaster scene, Zach. Oh god. god, it's so it's so bad. This movie is like crazy. I can't believe they made it, and they're also remaking it, and I don't know what they'll oh, do no. in like a yeah, contemporary version of this thing. Oh, no. Why? (laughs) Don't do that. Yeah. I mean, this movie is so problematic, even more so today, just because people are less scared about talking about their experiences with this kind of thing. And it's it's really I don't know how they're going to remake it because it is all about like just horrible men. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, it's going to be pretty, pretty triggering for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, a lot of bad messages or just all around terrible people in this movie. Um, also, I think there was maybe one scene in the entire movie where Mar- Mark Wahlberg doesn't whisper talk. I couldn't understand a fucking word he was saying in most of the movie. And he never raised his voice except for when he turns on full psychopath killer. But in every time he's talking, it's this like low whisper trying to be sort of mysterious, sexy kind of creepy. Yeah, well, this was like, you know, underwear-wearing Mark Wahlberg modeling era of him. So he was quite young, still trying to hit that sex symbol thing. Not the movie for him to be doing that in. (laughs) But also, CJ, are you telling me that you don't have subtitles on 100% of your life on your TV? Oh, God. (laughs) Wait, do you do that? Yeah. Oh, that is the biggest pet peeve of mine. We we have a baby. It's so distracting. Actually, he's like almost two. But like now that we have a kid and we watch movies when he's asleep, it's like we have to have it low enough. And this was something we talked about in text form already, but the mix on this movie is terrible. Even Mm. on Amazon Prime, we own this piece of shit now. But when the music (laughs) plays, it's at like 900 volume and then all of a sudden it cuts to dialogue and it's at zero volume. So I was like, I was manning the remote hardcore. And I mean, we were using the subs, but it only gets you so far. Like you need to experience the movie. Like I I need that stuff. You need to experience him whisper-talking whisper the entire time. Exactly. Even, Mr. like, Walker. to the dad and stuff. Like, any scene he was in, it was just this kind of, like, of course. Yeah, so we're going to go out. How weird it's is it that the menacing. dad is from CSI? Yeah, yeah, it's Grissom. And he's, like, trying to be sex symbol Like, he himself was shirtless and, like, running through a forest and trying to, like, be, like, a, you know, hot that dad. open-robe open scene. <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how your your dads were, but my dad was definitely not walking around the house shirtless ever. Nope, never on my end. No. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't get why that is. Maybe it just the older movies that was a thing or something, but that that's so gross to me. They're just going for sex in this movie from anyone they can take it from, basically. Ugh. Yeah. And this this movie has quite possibly the most disgusting scene I've ever experienced in a movie. And really? I'm, I'm Yes, it's uh it's a Mark Wahlberg line. Let me let me set the scene and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to do a Mark Wahlberg impression. They Please. are they are making out for the first time and Mark Wahlberg utters, oh. you taste so good. <laughs> the most <laughs> disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life, I think. Yes. And also, I, I made a note because that also stuck out to me as one of the most vile things that's ever happened in a motion picture. And I think he actually said that every part of her tastes good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It is also so gross. Just, just Mark Wahlberg kissing her. I, I remember their like very first kiss and he kisses her cheek. And he like basically made out with her entire side of her face, and it was very upsetting. That and, uh, that yeah. was also something I noticed that they're there's a they're about to make out, and Mark Wahlberg is a is a good foot away from her face and already starts to open his jaw completely, <laughs> and he's just like ah for like a solid couple seconds before he even gets to her face. Truly mm-hmm. disgusting. Yeah, really vile. Uh, two other scenes really stick out as something that is unheard of in any other motion picture. One where he uh, decides to like gorilla-like pound his own chest until yeah. it bruises. That All is right. insane. And yeah. then uh, the very famous scene where he cuts Nicole forever into yeah. his chest and then rubs ink into it. Pretty sure that's not how you tattoo yourself. No. But it had like a clean-cut looking chest piece after that. That... Yeah. um. This movie is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought that was going to come up again. Like, he, he tattoos himself, and then that's it. We never see that again. That's true. He didn't, like, show it off. He didn't, like, roll into her house, like, shirtless, like, check out what I did for you. Yeah. Right. It was just like, I, I am this insane, and the audience is going to know, but yeah. I guess no one else. Wow, know. he really just did that for himself. I didn't realize that ever, and I've seen this movie, like, eight times. <laughs> yeah, we never see it again. Weird. Can I talk about something uh, maybe a little spoilery? Um, so maybe skip ahead a few minutes if, if you haven't seen this yet. But uh, at the very end, it turns into a, like a home invasion movie. And eventually Grissom from CSI throws Mark Wahlberg out of a window and he lands pretty close to the water. And the very last shot of the scene, well, b- that's it basically. And then it runs to credits, which I thought was kind of abrupt. But the the very last shot of the scene is some divers going into the water off of a boat. They don't address it, but I'm wondering if it's like they didn't find his body. Maybe yeah. is that like a hint at that? I, don't I was know. confused at that as well. Number one, I just got goosebumps. Don't know why this movie's from 1996 and it sucks. But uh, <laughs> two, I've never realized that there were divers in it. Maybe I just decided to look away because the ending is so abrupt, and I'm like, I got to get this piece of shit off my TV. <laughs> but that's really like sequel sounding. Do you think they were trying right. to make this a series? Was Mark Wahlberg Maybe. going to reprise this role? And just be like a, a psycho boyfriend in some other state. That would be amazing. Uh, right? Is that what the remake is? Are they using him again? Or is he totally canceled at this point? What, no, he's not, no, he's not canceled. He's like constantly making movies. But what yeah, if he's the boyfriend? What if he tries like looking like a high schooler? He tries passing <laughs> as a high school boyfriend. <laughs> that would be, be awesome, actually. I still won't see it, but that would be hilarious to know that that was a thing. Like, what yeah, if he so still... I- what if he had the tattoo still though? Come oh, on, he finally oh, showed oh. off. It's, we waited like twenty years to I see hope it he's again. Like X'd out, Nicole. Yes. That's what I was gonna in. say. It's the new girl's name yeah. above it, and like it just yeah, a clear X. 
Uh, thank you for bringing up the ending. I wanted to talk about it because I literally out loud went, that's it? <laughs> because it's literally Mark Wahlberg gets thrown out of the window, clearly is dead, and then credits immediately. Well, really, there's nothing to wrap up, right? Like, Nicole's already been on the dad's side for half the movie by this point. So there's there's no resolution needed other than this dude's dead. That's I, what I, I guess it's fine, but it's, it is very abrupt. I had that moment where I w- at first I was kind of like shocked and then it sat with me a bit and I was like, actually, is that a great ending? Like, it was like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I guess there's nothing to wrap up. Like, they're just going to go living their life. Like, any, any scene after that isn't going to be great because we don't care anymore. Like, the threat is over. And I was like, the more I thought about it, I was like, maybe that is a great ending. I wonder if it's also, I mean, I'm definitely getting into like film theory, but I wonder if it's kind of like an allegory for a relationship, like having a clean break from a, from an abusive relationship is uh, the way to go. I I don't know. Maybe don't, don't try to dissect fear. This is the worst. (laughs) No one one was thinking deeply on this thing. They they weren't taking a theory and putting it on paper. Get out of here. Good point. But yeah, the more I thought about it, I was like, actually, I think I love this ending because it just ends. You're like, yeah, actually, that's it. No, nothing I'm, more needs to be said. Yeah. 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 Like there was the side characters. You didn't have to learn anything or, or sort of resolve anything with them. It's like Alyssa Milano was just weird and also abused through this movie, but like mm-hmm. fine by the end because she's removed herself from those bad guys. The young child who murdered one of the villains by running him <laughs> over. Is fine randomly, just like I, happy with his family again. That kid was probably the smartest out of everyone. I mean, he was quick yeah. thinking. Uh, he he knew how to work a car phone. Oh, I don't yeah. think I would know how to work a car phone, but again, I wasn't that age in 1996, or was I? You were probably Maybe I was. That. Yeah, I don't think I would have known how to work a car phone. I no. I laughed out loud when he ran the guy over. Laughed out loud. My uh, lovely girlfriend was in the other room and, and was watching it uh, with me for some of it and was like, wait, what happened? And I was like, I think the kid just killed the guy. <laughs> just re- reversed over him in a car. Yeah. I think the kid's a murderer now. I was trying to like do the math. I think there were like five bad guys at the end trying to break into the home and, and they murder at least three. Uh, yeah. And then one guy got his hand, um, a drill went through it. Yeah. And I'm fairly certain he was like, I got to go to a hospital. I'm hurt. And then he just like leaves. So hopefully they arrest that man. And I, I don't know if a fifth one was accounted for. Like, what happened one, to another guy? Didn't someone fall off of uh, the the roof? He, he was like climbed up on a vent or, or like, a, oh. yeah. And then they pushed him off and he fell and then it cuts away. So we don't know if he like is alive or, or maybe just still that him, other and, guy. him and the hand drill guy both went to the hospital. Yeah. I don't you gotta know. Go. It is kind We're of hurt. ambiguous. But. Why, why do we think Marky Mark killed his friend in just cold blood, like shot him in the head? Oh, because he was hurting Nicole and he specifically said, leave Nicole out of it. Got it. That was it. Yeah pissed but how bad was it when uh marky mark killed uh her friend gary and just like snapped his neck oh brutally oh. in a forest pork yeah. skinny gary that i did not see coming gary was an amazing person like he got beaten the shit out of by mark Wahlberg, <laughs> and then the next day he's fine and is more concerned about nicole who who got knocked down but again not great but yeah he he's strong i guess i don't know he, t- he took a beating pretty well 
I looked uh, into yeah. that guy. I wanted to know if he was in anything else. Uh, it turned out this movie, and then a weird callback to something that neither of you knew earlier in this program, uh, Mother May I Sleep With Danger, the Lifetime movie I was referencing, Gary also plays the best friend of a woman who's in an abusive relationship, and he gets the shit beat out of him in that movie, too. And, crazy enough, they both came out in 1996, and these were the last two movies that this man ever acted in. He became disillusioned <laughs> with Hollywood went to India and is now studying like herbal medicines and has written books on it. Whoa. So Gary, I don't know his real name, but but Gary from this movie, Killing It in Real Life. Uh, he does look like a skinny James Marsden in this movie, though, and I was not into that look. <laughs> I see that. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting, though. Dang. I just yeah, didn't want to be typecast as the best friend of a person in an abusive relationship. <laughs> he was like, getting shit kicked out of him. Yeah. <laughs> what a typecast. Yeah, I did not see the the next snap coming. I figured he was going to get like the shit kicked out of him again and end up in like the hospital and then like not say anything or something like that. Like be threatened of like, don't tell anybody I did this to you or whatever, even though it would have been clear. But yeah, that caught me by surprise just in one swell swoop of like caught him, tossed him and then just snapped his neck. Quick snap. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was brutal. Uh, You know what else might be brutal, though? (laughs) I think it's uh, time for. Hey, did you know that? That's right. It's time for Hey, Did You Know That? The trivia portion of our show where we pit our guest and CJ head to, to, uh, head to head to see who knows the most about what we watched. Zach, CJ, are you two ready? Hell yeah. Yes. First question. Someone else was considered for the role of Nicole. Uh, who was that? And this is multiple choice. Uh, was it A, Liv Tyler, B, Sarah Michelle Geller, C, Selma Blair, or D, Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore. This is a killer question, Ken. I'm feeling this one because you had to have selected some like 90s ass actresses that could have gotten this part. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is they really would have tough. Had to pass as a high school kid. Right. So young enough. Right. I feel and like we're it's acting around them. Definitely not Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Selma Blair, Sarah Michelle Geller. When did uh, uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer come out? That movie, 10 out of 10. We just revisited that recently. Love yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I I stand movies from the '90s. Actually, I don't know if I know what you did last summer was the '90s. That might have been 2000. But like either way, Cruel Intentions. You can go like Varsity Blues, like random ass '90s movies. The best, not Fear though. It has to be. I'm going Selma Blair. Okay, yeah, you're both wrong. It was Liv Tyler. <laughs> Ew, <laughs> great. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, knowing Liv Tyler, just how she acts, I don't know. I don't think that would have been great. But she turned it down. She didn't want to be involved in this. Which I don't blame her. That's really interesting. When did Armageddon come out? I feel like she was too young to be in this movie because they filmed it in '95. Then oh, Armageddon right. was '98. So maybe you know she that. was okay. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I thought it was really weird to see Reese Witherspoon as like a young person because uh, I don't know how much like Big Little Lies you two watch or or anything she's in. What was um that Hulu show she was in? Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, She's like a mom now in all of the programming. So it's strange to see her on the opposite end where she's like, you know, the troubled teen that's getting reprimanded by a parent when she's usually in that space now. It's strange to revisit. Was Reese Witherspoon the one in The Holiday? Was that the the blonde in The Holiday? I have never Uh, seen The Holiday. The one with Jack Black. Correct. With Jack Black. No, I don't think it was her. Oh, okay. Never mind. What are you going to say, Siege? I just saw... Reese Witherspoon is in this movie with Matthew Broderick called Election. It came out in 1999, but we just watched it a couple months ago because it was 
It's like a, a comedy satire. That was actually uh, pretty funny and would recommend that. But she's also like super young. Oh, 99. So yeah, she would have been like 23 or something like that when that came out. But again, still playing a high school student. Reese Witherspoon, yeah. 10 out of 10. She's like a great actor and uh, seems like a real personable human being. I have heard rumblings that her and Nicole Kidman like hate each other after the second season of Big Little Lies. So maybe oh. she is mm. difficult to work with. But uh, she seems like the exact opposite of racist piece of shit Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'd agree with that. All right, next question. Uh, this is easy. So just shout out the answer. Whoever shouts it out first gets the point. Where was the movie set? Oh. Is this easy? I, oh. I, <laughs> they I, highlighted it a couple times, so <laughs> maybe it's not that easy. I also had subtitles on it. I can't remember. I definitely oh. saw it, I'm sure, multiple times. Yeah. Uh, oh, is this like um, uh, like Santa Monica, like California, that area? No. <laughs> well, because no. I know Mark Wahlberg at one point references back east, which is their way of explaining his Boston accent <laughs> of just being like, we'll right. explain that away in one sentence so he doesn't have to try to change the way he talks. Right. Yeah, it's definitely West. Is it Seattle? It is Seattle. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. They show the the needle a few times. Oh, so. yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was just thinking of like outdoor roller coaster near a coast. All right, Zach gets the point. Next question. Where was this movie filmed? Just going to leave it open and see if you guys can get it. Vancouver. Isn't everything filmed? That's, that's correct. Yeah. That's oh. right. <laughs> Damn. That's yeah, just that, was, that was pretty safe. Filmed yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, next question, just shout out. Uh, it's a number. Shout it out uh, quickly. Uh, how many times is the phrase, I love you, said? Oh, God. Oh, sorry. I love you too. Two? I love you yeah. too. Oh. Zero? Yeah. Is that a trick question? Yeah. Either zero. Yeah. Zero no, or can, like once. Can, wait. Is that true? I thought your eyes said no, but wait, you're nodding. What is happening? Yes. Zero is correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Every time one of them says, I love you to each other, they just don't reciprocate ever during this movie. Ooh, I kind of like that. That's a good ass trivia fact. And maybe there is some deep thought put behind this thing. Come on. Maybe you're right yeah. onto something, Ken. Maybe this is an allegory for, I don't know. Something. I'd like to think that there was a bigger picture than just uh, an abusive boyfriend, but I don't know. Is it? I would like the, the fun fact if it's the case where uh, Reese Witherspoon never says it. If she never says "I love you" or "I love you too," then that fits it more. But no, nah, she, she definitely at point, did at one point. Yeah, unfortunately. Then that's yeah. weird that he wouldn't say it back. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that gets the point yeah. for that one. All right. Uh, which character from a major horror franchise can be seen in this movie? Shout it Hell out! Hell yeah, I know this one, and I only know it because my wife pointed it out. Because when she watched this as a kid on like USA Network, she. <laughs> is violently afraid of this doll. It's oh, Chucky. So yes. she pointed it out to me and I was like, how come you've never said that in the eight other times we've watched this together? And she pointed out like every shot that it's visible in because she had memorized it along the way. It's in wow. his room. It's really yeah. creepy. It is creepy. Dang. Did you see that Siege? Yeah. Now, now that you say it, yeah, I was in his little like, like case or on his, his shrine of Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Oh, wait, can we talk about that scene real quickly? Because CSI dad rolls up in there and he goes into the room, which he like kicks the door because it's locked. Awesome. And there's like a painting or a picture of Jesus, but instead of Jesus's face, it's Reese Witherspoon's face. Yeah. 10 out of 10. That is one of the best. (laughs) And then he opens this box of her stuff and he took a bracelet and changed daddy's (laughs) girl to David's girl. Wild. I love that scene. That is the best. 
Then, yeah. My favorite part of that, though, is then he stole the family portrait and put his <laughs> face over the dad's face. He did some yes. pretty decent photoshopping. And also, I want to know where he got the giant poster from of her face. Like, he must have gone into, like, a FedEx Kinko's yeah, and requested that, that that be printed out. And no, no red flags were thrown. I don't know. It's great. All right. I think Zach has a commanding lead at this point. So we'll, we'll make this the last question. Uh, what is the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter score in percentage closest without going over? For those who are not sure, this is the critic score in Rotten Tomatoes. Zach, since you're in the lead, you get to go first to give CJ a slight advantage. Man, I really don't know where this could fall. It has to be panned. Like people cannot like this thing. But I don't know if it's like record level bad. So I'm going to sit at 40%. Okay. 41 yeah, CJ, you eked it out. It's forty six percent. Damn. Ten. Ouch. Nice, but I, I think that still makes Zach our winner. CSI. Speaking of CSI, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. What um? What do you guys think was the audience score for just for fun? Ooh, <laughs> that is interesting. Do people like it more? I'm going to yeah. go sixty percent. I was gonna say yeah, around the same. I have a feeling it's it's higher. Yeah, I mean, you guys are really close. Sixty three percent. Wow. Damn, um, we're on like point with these percents today. I'm yeah, feeling yeah. it. Usually I'm like yeah. wildly off. <laughs> you guys are pretty accurate. That was good. Yeah, well, I guess that takes it to uh, time for our ratings. Ratings. Ratings, Zach, on a scale of one to 10, what would you rate fear for you? Oh, this is like the worst question because usually I'm a, I'm a zero or 10 type human being. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I, I was kind of pumped when my wife chose it. I haven't seen it in quite some time. And when we watched it in the past together, it was like a fun watch. But now revisiting it in 2021 during date movie month, this does not hold up at all. <laughs> uh, I should just give it a zero out of 10. <laughs> okay. Wow. That, How do we that, not have a sound effect for that? <laughs> that definitely ensures this is not making the best of, <laughs> of the year. Yeah. That's sinking straight to the bottom. Okay. Dang. Wow. Maybe we'll have to do a worst of the year episode <laughs> as well. Yeah. CJ. I mean, yeah, I, I'm that doesn't surprise me a ton though. I'm glad I'm glad you also did not enjoy this. There were so many parts of this movie where I was so uncomfortable and hated the scenes and yeah, obviously I hate Mark Wahlberg. Even more so than like the abusive stuff he's doing, just his general demeanor, I hated him. I hope I never have to watch this again. So probably like uh, there's suspenseful moments. I don't know, a five. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with a five. That's, that's better than I thought you were going to put it. Yeah. I don't know anything. Like, I I don't know where to put stuff like below a five. It just seems all bad. (laughs) You could just do a zero. I guess it it was, I give, I give them credit because it was a movie. So I think it gets (laughs) a zero. Uh, there was some suspense, but a lot of terrible choices. The roller coaster scene, any makeout scene, Mark Wahlberg is a terrible kisser. It looks like just awful to be in a scene with him. Okay, fine. Yeah, maybe like a three. <laughs> yes. Ken? All right. Yeah, I'm definitely different than you guys. I liked this movie, actually. It's okay. I got to preface again. Yeah, horrible stuff happens in this movie, but. If you think about it, this movie's got kind of everything. It's got teen drama. It's got romance. It's got sex. At one point, it even pivots to a, a home invasion movie. 
Like it's it really covers the gambit. What's the romance? There's maybe like two minutes in the movie that are romantic. Hey, it's still there. Uh, also, I know Mark Wahlberg's a bad guy, but I also like him in uh, movies. I don't know. I I just like Mark Wahlberg, um, and he's perfect for this role. So, in terms of like acting and casting, it's definitely there. But obviously, I got to mark a decent chunk off for it being uh, like difficult to watch uh, just in this day and age. Uh, having all of that said, I think I'm going to give it like a seven. Like, I, Whoa, I think it's a wow. decent movie. Uh, it's just obviously not for everyone uh, and has problems, but is overall kind of, uh, a, <laughs> I hate to say this, but a roller coaster. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I you know I feel like they should have the, the bait and switch aspect of this movie should have been played out a little bit more you you should like kind of fall in love with the Mark Wahlberg character mm. when they first meet they have like a weird exchange on a roof where like maybe he's charming he's kind of like doing the right things ish there's like a creep aspect to him but you're like maybe he is going to be like an okay dude if you didn't know the movie was called fear and didn't watch the trailer right. That but was what like, I was going to say. They would have had to rename this movie if they were going to totally. try that. But then, like, she brings him home to meet the family, and he's charming to them, doing the thing, and it's like, okay, maybe he is a like good guy, or he'll play out a good guy for a third of the movie. But the moment he makes eye contact with her father, he gives this, like, weird creep look, and you're like, okay, so this guy's a piece of shit right off the bat. They're not playing into him being okay at all. He's going to be bad immediately. Like, why couldn't they slow play that? Like, give us a little bit of good Marky Mark, build up to bad. It's just, like, done kind of poorly. Yeah. I don't know. I disagree. I think that's great. I mean, I think anyone going into this movie knows i mean if you look at the cover art for this thing it's mark Wahlberg looking like a fucking creep and so you just know he's a bad guy and so right away you're just getting the the chills of like oh shit he's he's like yeah he's pretty bad i wonder where this is gonna go as someone who did not watch the trailer or google this movie at all so i had no expectations going into it uh i think that would have worked better for me because yeah like right off the bat i'm like i don't know about this guy like he's kind of creepy but I think, yeah, a bigger swing would have been more effective of like, oh, yeah, he seems like a decent guy. He's taking her out to dates and and being nice. But yeah, any scene where the dad, he's just an asshole in front of the dad. A lot of the times there's one scene where they're getting ready to, to leave and they're at their house and he like shouts down the hall to Reese Witherspoon like, hey, give me a Coke, like right in front of the dad. And it's like. No, don't, no, 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 don't, <laughs> don't command his right daughter. Away. Yeah, in front of him, that's a bad move there. So right. I, I don't know. Yeah, like it would have been different if maybe he was better at hiding that fact in front of everybody else. So then it would be like harder to get people to believe her or like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think right. I agree with Zach. You know what? You convinced me a bit because just because they even tried to to feign you out of it, like right, like. He, he goes and he tries to help plant all the trees and stuff. So why even try, I guess, if, if yeah. you're going to go that direction? Yeah. And how did Reese Witherspoon not like catch on early that he's like a slime ball? Like he's like right. even the faces that he's making at her father, she's like standing right there watching it happen. She's not going like, what are you doing? Like, why are you being a weirdo with my dad immediately? Like you met him 30 seconds ago. Yeah. There's that scene where they... Know they get out of the pool and the dad's standing across the pool and Mark Wahlberg is like kissing her forehead, but making eye contact with the dad. (laughs) It's like, this is truly terrible. 
I uh, so many scenes of this movie I hated. Oh, so the, bad. The wife too. She she plays into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like she also falls for it, and and that's kind of bad too. It's because yeah. uh, she supposedly wanted on his stick, according to Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> when he said that verbatim to her her husband. God. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh man, the the note on the car too. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot in this movie. It's uh. the note on the car. So Reese Witherspoon loses her virginity to Mark Wahlberg, and then Mark Wahlberg s- smashes the dad's red Mustang and leaves a note that says, "Now I've popped both your cherries." Truly disgusting. Just an all-around creep. Okay, terrible, I terrible. feel. I, I have to knock at another point for that. <laughs> that alone, I kind of forgot. Uh, yeah, it's down to a six now. Okay. Please, re- please revise that, CJ. Thank Got you. It. The record has been updated. Ugh, Jesus. Yeah. So I just yeah I got I got the heebie-jeebies so much throughout this movie. Just not a fun watch. Yeah. Guys, can I tell you that this is the most we've ever spoken about the actual <laughs> movie on your We're show? good discussion about this movie uh, there's a lot to unpack uh maybe just because it, it is so problematic it's so creepy and so gross but we talked about it a bunch and now we're done and now we're, and now we're out of here yeah now I, we I was, it and it's it's died i was uh, pumped to like talk to you two generally though but i guess we got to get out of here keep your show in a, a, a you know the amount of time that it's allotted for we can't have one show that's randomly an hour and a half long so correct boot, boot me it. from here well we'll, we'll keep talking after it um Zach, thank you for joining us. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug at the end here? Uh, I do a podcast uh, sometimes with another dude named Zach. It's Have To Podcast. H-A-V-E-T-O podcast.com. That's a thing. Awesome. Check it out. It's really good. You guys are starting to post more regularly now, too. and mm-hmm. It's become part of my weekly routine listening to y'all. Hell it's yeah. really good. It's a fun listen. Yeah. Uh, Siege, what do we got? You can follow us on all the things at Overtalking Pod. Email us at overtalkingpod at gmail.com. Call or text us at USACAT1591 or go to our website, overtalkingpod.party. Uh, oh no, they're here. Our Overtalking Overlords have arrived. There are ghastly otherworldly landlords who show up at the end of every episode to remind me to remind you. If you like the show, please go on iTunes and rate and especially, re- especially review. Reviews are what help people find this podcast. Also, we spend enough money in advertising. So if you like the show, please tell the friend and spread the word. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Did they show up with the roses this time? Yes. Yeah, they, oh. it was just delayed. They're kind of oh. wilted now, though. Oh, the weather got in the way. Yeah. I don't know. I got you, you shouldn't have sent it via USPS. Yeah, I paid for priority shipping. That doesn't mean supposed to hand anymore. deliver it. Mm. Uh. <laughs> All right, next time. <laughs> yeah. And as we always say, say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> it's supposed to be Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> it's bad. Bye. This episode of the Overtalking Podcast was edited and produced by Ken and CJ. This week's guest was Zach from the Half 2 Podcast. Movie suggestion by his wife. Music by Justin Peters. Logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs.